0: Our readings today present the desperate condition of certain people and how the Lord intervened. In the first reading, we hear how Hagar and her son Ishmael were sent away at the prompting and request of her mistress Sarah. He was sent away with some logistics, but when she ran out of the logistics, on the way, he had no option. In her desperation, he sat opposite the child, watching the child die. But the Lord intervened. Indeed, he is the one who hears the cry of the poor. So the angel of the Lord assured him, her, that the child would be great. The Lord would take care of that child. And the Lord opened the eyes of Hagar to see a pool of water where he, she replenished her logistics for the child to get something to drink. In the gospel, we come face to face with two guys who were possessed by demons and they were so savage that everybody was scared of them. Nobody could ply that road because of these two who were possessed. Unfortunately, Matthew's account that we read today did not give us the details If you look at Mark, chapter 5, and Luke, chapter 8, verse 30, we get a further detail which helps us. There is an interaction between Jesus and the demons. The demon says, we are a legion. We are plenty. A legion is a force of about 6,000 So if you look at these two men who are being tormented and abused by 6,000 demons, you know what they go through. And Luke says that they gashed themselves in the rocks, and they were bleeding. In other words, these guys were suffering, and the demons ask Jesus, What do we have to do with us? Have you come to destroy us even before the appointed time? We know you, you are the son of God. But they pleaded, if you cast us out, cast us into the head of swine. And there is about 70,000 swine, and when he cast them out, they couldn't contain the legion. And that is why they had to charge over the cliff and get drawn into the water. So if 70,000 you know, swineherd could not stand their grounds with these demons, then you would appreciate how much suffering these two guys in the tombs were enduring. And immediately... They were set free. And those who were taking care of the swine rushed to the village to tell the people what has happened. They all flocked to Jesus. They have never seen anybody with such power who, by his word, dries out demons from these two gerrymen that everybody was scared of. And how the swine had rushed into the sea. But it's so surprising that when they came, instead of asking Jesus to be with them, to protect them, to help them, they ask him, they beg him to leave their district. Why? They think that the deliverance of these two men goes with an expensive cost that they are not ready to bear. They put economics and commerce well ahead of human dignity. Isn't that the case in our lives? When we don't treat our workers well, when we don't pay them something that is quite substantial to sustain them, but we do so because we think of maximizing our profit. What about the pharmaceutical companies? What about healthcare providers who put money over and above the lives of people? These are like the people in that country who decided that economics was more important than the life of these two gentlemen. But there's another way to look at this analogy, the analogy of sin. Look at what they said. What have you to do with the Son of God? They knew Jesus to be Son of God, but they didn't want any interaction with him. Any sin, whether mortal or venial, draws us away from God. It's like we say, what do you have to do with me? Don't come near me. I love to be in my sin. So anybody who is tubed in his or her sin is holding God away from his or her life. And uh, you see that, people were even scared to come near them. So it's not only separation from God, sin is also a social separation because even our private sins wounds the body of Christ, the church. And if it is manifested, it becomes scandalous and it also weighs people away from us. So sin always has a social dimension that people do not find it easier coming closer to us. But still, Jesus is present. He is ready to help us. He is ready to heal us. He is ready to forgive us our sins so we can begin a new way of life. But unfortunately, in most cases, we behave like these people. We beg Jesus to live our lives. For us. Because when we are healed, when we are touched by Christ, we need to begin living the new way of life that Christ gives. And that new way of life is expensive. The cost of discipleship is always expensive. Because we are not prepared and willing and open to do what the Lord expects from us, we are not open to Him. Leave us this is too much for us dearly beloved in the same way as the lord intervened in the life of hagar and I, and ishmael i pray that the lord will open our eyes to see how much he loves us how much he is ready to help us how much he is ready to deliver us from the clutches of sin and evil how much he is prepared to you know take us away from the grips of the evil one that has taken possession of our lives so that we are not able to do what the lord expects for us what the lord wants us to be the lord wants to heal us from our distorted conscience that is always thinking about money, and about worldly treasure at the expense of human life and dignity. May our eyes be open through this Eucharistic celebration. Jesus comes to us. He encounters us. May he open our eyes so we will see the favor and the graciousness of God at our disposal. Amen. Amen.